When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. He pioneered Jets blogging and podcasting. He brought smiles to the faces of Jets fans all over the world. He was there through the good and bad. And then, one day, he vanished. People far and wide wondered, where has he gone? When will he return? Thankfully, the answer is... Now, the OG of Jets podcasting and vlogging is back. Just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. This is There's Always Next Year with Brian Bassett. I'm back. The real me. Let's not, not make a whole thing of it. And his co-hosts, Chef Travis Milton. Today we're going to be making the students my tasty baked ziti with basil and fresh mozzarella. And Josh Conrad. Oh, my brother, testify on Play Like a Jet Digital. Welcome back to There's Always Next Year on the Play Like a Jet Network. I am your host, Brian Bassett. You can follow me on Twitter at Brian underscore Bassett. And with me, as always, are Josh Conrad, who you can find on Twitter at Josh underscore Conrad, and Travis Milton at Dash 37 Board 27, who was at the Doyers game in Atlanta on Sunday night. Uh, and then drew, drove four hours to go back home. Travis, how are you doing this morning? What, what, what cocktails of uh, coffee and alcohol are you drinking this morning to stave off oh, whatever's right going now, on? Right in now, uh, right now I've, I've just got a, a bottle of wine. I am just, just going with just a bottle of wine. <laughs> Not a glass of wine, just a bottle of nice. wine. Just mellow, right? We don't need to go for loco with it is what you're telling me. Yeah. Just need to no, eat, no. Eat yesterday yesterday up. was my, my birthday celebration, and my brother and I decided we were going to go to Atlanta because he's a Braves fan, and I'm a Dodgers fan. And and just like just like my Jets, who I, I think the last time the Jets won on my birthday weekend, Brett Favre was the quarterback. Oh, uh, my gosh. Yeah, so uh, so the Dodgers are just fulfilling fulfilling that or just perpetuating that 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 whole thing. Well, I'm I'm sorry, I'm sorry for your Dodgers. I'm, uh, I mean, you know, you know can, I can complain only so much. I'm talking to two Yankees fans. I know you guys you guys sure. had it worse. <laughs> yeah, not yeah, having a great time baseball wise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Josh, how was your weekend? Uh, I, saw, yeah, I saw you wearing a Yankees cap there, um, but. Uh, did you have anything as disappointing or uh, you know soul crushing as what Travis experienced? No, no. So my my birthday was last Sunday, so the tenth, and so I don't know if the Jets have ever won on my birthday. Um, it could have it could have been a uh, a team quarterbacked by Ken O'Brien the last time the Jets won on October tenth. <laughs> um, no, we it, it was a baseball less weekend for me. Saturday was like my birthday celebration my wife threw so me and my siblings and their spouses without any of our kids went and found a new brewery in very eastern connecticut which was awesome perfect very very stereotypical fall day in new england 
um, you could you could hear the making my way downtown song in the background <laughs> the entire drive through the orange and yellow leaves of New England and sipping a wow. nice double IPA. So it was a very, very good weekend for me. Jets did not lose on my birthday on, on this weekend. So win. That's a win, right? No loss mm. this Sunday. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Undefeated. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm not, yeah. My uh, my birthday is in July. So the Jets never went on my birthday but that's okay <laughs> or lose uh, they never lose or lose. They never lose that's true that's true they never lose my birthday um so the one thing i'll tell one thing about my weekend and then we're going to jump into kind of you know how the season's gone so far what our expectations are from here uh and then some schadenfreude uh to close out the show but to start uh here here's an ex- here's something that happened to me over the weekend my son is playing soccer. He is playing because his friends are playing. He's on a team that is just wrecked. It's just so bad. It's tragic. And uh, my son is the best player on the team. He's pretty athletic. Um, you know, definitely, you know, the kid who's always, you know, Charlie Hustle kind of kid. Uh, he's always over pursuing the play and whole thing. Like he's that. betting ponies on the weekend. That's he's yeah. Charlie Hustle. <laughs> well, not that, not that part. But the, the like he he's got a break future. Yeah, he, he plays his heart out. Um, <laughs> but it's not, yeah, he's not side betting the results. Anyway, they have they have basically lost by a combined, and this is soccer, mind you, like 50 to to maybe seven over the last you know five weeks or whatever. So I had this experience where I after the game, I was just like, I'd had enough. I really try and keep quiet you know on the the game i don't yell at the kids or anything like that but i went over to the coach and i basically was like i watch my son i see him disassociating from the game here he's not you know running as hard or you know you know jumping into every play as much as he should and i need you to know that and then uh and i could see his heart like just being crushed by me my telling this to him and then the very next day um i'm out with the family we bump into a friend and this friend's like, oh, hey, is your son playing soccer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, you know, I think, I don't know if you remember my sister, like uh, her name's, you know, such and such. And uh, her husband, I think, is coaching Elliot on the team. And oh, I was boy. like, oh, my God. That, like, that, and we, we laughed about it for a bit. I was like, thanks, <laughs> thanks a lot for humanizing this coach. Like, I just wanted to go basically, you know tear him a new asshole. And now, now he has to be like an actual human with feelings. So like, thanks a lot. So, so that was my weekend. That was my soul crushing moment of the weekend. Um, <laughs> oh my yeah. gosh. It's great. It's great. Anyway. All right. No soul crushing moments for Jets fans, which was, which was great. Uh, we got a week without. So I want to talk to you guys a little bit about the team so far, what we've seen from them so far. Uh, and just, I don't know, like a quick review, we can, we'll go kind of offense defense. Uh, we'll leave special teams out of it, but Josh, when you think about the offense, what is it that you've been, I don't know, encouraged and or discouraged by? Yeah, I think I'm, I'm really encouraged defensively. I think that's, that's a pretty broad stroke to paint, but you know, even thinking about our secondary, which I don't know that any of us had any real expectation for, um, and that's really been, you know, markedly without m- much from Marcus May yet. Um, man, I, f- I feel really encouraged by where we're at defensively. Um, I love I love our defensive line. Um, I think, you know, I think the world of some of those guys up front. Um, yeah. And I feel like, man, CJ Mosley is giving us what we've, we've been wanting from him, um, you know, in a non-injury, non-COVID year. So 
Um, I feel I feel very encouraged there. At least feels like it's going to pan out to be a top half. Maybe you know if we could finish in the top fifteen, um, I feel like that would be a pretty great achievement to go from where they were at defensively over the last couple of years to um, you know turning into a um, at least a solid um, defensive unit. So that's been super encouraging. And then obviously I think offensively, you know I think. They've obviously had the injuries, Mekhi Beckton injury, um, which I think has has just thrown that offensive line into some disarray, um, which you know has caused I think maybe a little a little less of the even approach that a guy like Robert Sala probably wants to have. I've been super disappointed in our running game. Um, have not felt like that's gotten anywhere close mm-hmm. to where it needs to be if they're going to be competitive. Um, and so hopefully with an extra week off, um, leaning into how are we going to actually improve offensive blocking that's going to lead to um, a more positive game strict script, which is going to give Zach Wilson less needs to try to make plays that um, he has seemingly not made consistently so far this season. So I, I've been disappointed there um, and at the same time feel like you know, if they can get to a place where they have some some balance more with a running game um, that's going to, you know, open up some more in the passing game, then Zach Wilson can actually start to develop as an NFL quarterback. So, um, yeah, pluses and minuses in terms of where I feel like we're at after five games. Yeah. Travis, what what do you think in terms of pluses and minuses for the team? I'm going to give a plus that you guys are not expecting. Um, I am <laughs> I am I am very uh, Greg Van Rowen. Well, no, but I, you're partially <laughs> right. I mean, I am, I'm actually pretty encouraged on watching the offensive line. You know, I've, I've sat back and I've thought about it a lot and, and the progression that they've made considering, you know, I've talked uh, a decent amount about Fant having to go, you know, onto the other side of the line and, you know, switching that spot is, is like just all of a sudden starting to have to write with your left hand instead of your right hand or vice versa. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not as easy as people think. And he, he's been great. Uh, McGovern has improved. Uh, he's not lighting the world on fire, but he is, uh, as, as the season has gone along, he's improved. Um, I think I'm actually more worried about what's going to happen with Beckton in than I am stoked because uh, the, the, the line is, you know, it feels like they're just now starting to gel, especially in pass protection. Um, run blocking, eh, you know, it's, as, as you said, it's, it hasn't been amazing, but, uh, um, but pass blocking, they've, they've really, really kind of come along. And, you know, it, it just worries me throwing that little bit of a, a wrench back into it and having to re-gel again. But, you know, I have been seeing progress, and I think that's what we all wanted out of this season is seeing some progress. And, and mm-hmm. granted, I'm still I'm, – I'm looking forward to the draft on <laughs> on the offensive line. I'm, I've already got uh, Linderbaum and uh, Kenyon Green in, in my mind and in my head as, as New York Jets mm-hmm. with some of those – some of those those very amazing high picks that we're going to be getting. Uh, defense, I was not that surprised, at least about part of the defensive uh, backfield, but uh, I, I definitely think the defense has been a plus. C.J. Mosley has been probably the biggest plus for me, and, you know, seeing him go right back to his, you know, it, the, the caliber of play that he was playing, you know, with the Ravens before he even came mm-hmm. on board because we've, you know, Outside of this season, we've seen him for a game and a half. Um, so I, I think that's a, that's a huge plus in the way that he's leading leading uh, the linebacking core, the defensive line. That's a you know a bit of a, a surprise for me as well. Like the amount of uh, push that they're getting because I've said it a couple weeks ago. Like I think we've always 
assumed we were going to have an amazing defensive line and they've always kind of underperformed and, and underwhelmed. But this year, I think we were all like, it's going to be good, but they've been really, really great. Uh, so th- those are my pluses. Like I, I see a lot of progress and that's what I wanted out of the season. I, I want to see more out of Zach Wilson, but those are, those are my big ones. Yeah. I think for me, I, I like a lot of those. Um, I think for me, the big thing has been watching the rookies. Uh, the Jets have, I think the most snaps in the NFL for rookie players with uh, like 1700 snaps, something like that, um, you know, through five games. Um, and so I, that, that's, that's a concern and, and a good thing. Uh, obviously they're trying to build foundationally from, you know, from what was here before and kind of even, you know, kind of, I know Joe Douglas has been here for a couple of years, but it's, you know, the coach and the GM working together here. So, you know, they are certainly, moving towards better things you know they're getting a lot of reps especially the you know the secondary and the uh and the linebacking group and then right you've got Vera Tucker now obviously uh, you know Michael Carter the you running back you know he's you know seen committee work that's to be expected and probably will be in this scheme for for a lot of time Elijah Moore has has not had a chance to play that much and I know that there's some concern about you know we need to get get him on the field more and seeing more snaps, obviously he had a concussion situation. So that, that makes it hard to get on the field, you know, and you can't really hold that against him. Um, so the hope is he'll see more snaps. He'll see more routes run. He'll see more targets um, in the weeks ahead. I certainly think a thing that is valid to be concerned about and worry about minus is, is the quarterback play. Um, you know, everybody loves Zach Wilson. Everybody's saying we got to give him more time. I don't disagree with the fact that we need to give him more time. Um, I just wonder what we'll get with more time. And so I hope that it's, I hope that it's improvement. And I mean, certainly he has thrown some amazing, uh, you know, balls this season, but you know, we need to see more of the boring stuff, right. The check it down and, you know, get, just get eight yards instead of, you know, 42 yards you need to keep moving the chains, boring footballs. Okay. And all that kind of stuff. And, and right, that comes from a running game that works and a quarterback who's, you know, taking what's being given to him on the field rather than trying to make plays or hold the ball too long or, or whatever. So, so yeah, I mean, like, I like the foundation that we're building. I just hope that we can, uh, you know, we can see the team uh, make some improvements from here in the, you know, three quarters of the season remaining as well as, you know, into the off season. Um, all right. So I, I think I got to tell you, I think I've figured out my, my Greg Van Rotten shirt. Oh, okay. Let's hear it. Okay. So, so I know we talked about this last time, the yes. who pooped the bed sure. thing. All right. Mm-hmm. So, so back at, back in Richmond, like all of the restaurants, when we were all like all the chefs, we all came up together uh, and, and we all had this idea that we were all going to make these shirts that were based off of album covers. And uh, my friend Brittany Anderson, who's of Top Chef fame and everything, yes, uh, yeah, yeah, Metzger, yeah. Uh, she, James she Beard did, winner, uh, right? Yeah, yep. she did uh, a Metallica's uh, uh, Kill 'em All, but it said Metzger in the Metallica font, and it was Grill 'em All. And um, <laughs> at uh, Rappahannock River Oysters, they did the Ramones, you know, uh, mm. thing, and I think they actually did like a Fugazi one as well. I did a Guns and Roses one off of appetite for destruction it's got the cross and you know all of the 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 skulls there's five skulls like on the cross and one at each point and one in the middle and it says appetite for destruction but i had appetite i can't remember what i had appetite for but it was for comfort and each one of the skulls had a virginia Lover's cap because i was known for it 
So I want to, so, so GNR, so GVR. So I want to do a GVR shirt, <laughs> same thing. I want to have the, the, the five, the five skulls all wearing, or four of the five skulls all wearing death caps. And the one in the, or uh, I'm sorry, helmets. And the one in the middle is just a poop emoji. Excellent. And it's an appetite for disappointment. <laughs> oh my gosh. Appetite for disappointment. <laughs> yes. I like it. I like it. Uh, all right. If you're listening to this podcast and you have the ability to, to illustrate and make, you know, sweet merch, get in touch. You know where to find us. Um, I like that. Uh, All the Greg Van Roten merch. <laughs> can we just put, can we just put like Mr. Hanky in the middle or something? Cause that would be in the middle. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, it's just going to be a poop emoji, something like that. Yeah. It's going to be a yeah. turd. <laughs> All right. Well, good. I, I so so he's one of the things that you would say is a minus so far this season. Is yes, that, he, he, huge, okay. huge minus. Probably the biggest yeah. minus on the team. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. We, we talked a little, I talked a little bit about Elijah Moore. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm curious. What do you think? There, there is this idea that, you know, we need to see him more involved. I certainly think uh, when he's been able to be on the field, he's certainly been helpful and productive, but you know, to, to a degree, to the degree that any rookie receiver, um, generally is. So how can this team use him better to match up with what Zach Wilson does? Uh, Josh, what do you, can you think of things they can do to use him more effectively? Yeah. I mean, it's 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 going to come down to to his his ability to like you said Brian like rein it in just a touch like we don't want we don't want the guy to change how he plays they drafted him at two because they like the way that he plays and at the same time like even a guy like Steph Curry has to pass the ball to somebody like he's not always going to be able to hit the forty five footers and so like you have to just decide like I I'm going to make some spectacular plays the defense is going to be expecting me to do that. And so I'm hopeful, you know, even coming back these next maybe two or three weeks, I am, I am hopeful to see him, um, you know, can we, can we get, can we get Michael Carter or Ty Johnson out in the flat um, and just start hitting some of these five yard hit five yard hits that are going to develop for him confidence um, to then take a couple of those shots. You know, um, he doesn't, he doesn't seem right now to be content with five yard completions and six yard outs and, um, three yard slants. Like he just wants the 45 yard bombs. And um, I am hopeful that Robert Sala this week, Matt LaFleur, those guys have gotten together with him and said, listen, we know you can make the big plays. No one's questioning that. What you need to develop is the patience of a Mac Jones and the ability to like do the monotonous stuff um, and make that spectacular. Like, you know, the, the difference between, I think even he and a guy like Mac Jones is I don't know that Mac Jones has that big play ability. I don't know that Mac Jones has in him the, mm-hmm. the decision to like, I'm just going to air this out for 60 yards and see what happens. Um, and he might have the arm for it. And maybe it's, maybe it's Belichick is very clamped down 
uh, what he's going to let a rookie quarterback do all that stuff. But um, you know, if, if you take those two and kind of mash them together a little bit um, in terms of the throws that they've been willing to make or not willing to make, um, I think you have a really, really great quarterback. So where Zach needs to develop, like I said, is, is, you know, in, in comboed with some Elijah Moore stuff. I think what we all were excited about in the preseason was Elijah Moore's route running and the ability to create some space, even in those first five to 10 yards, um, that is going to create that forward momentum, get first downs going. So if they can combo those things, really find ways to get right. Elijah Moore, not just more snaps, but actually get him more looks from Zach Wilson. I think there's a correlation between the lack of what we've seen from Elijah Moore and, and Zach, Zach's desire to scramble and make crazy plays happen versus just make that primary read, six-yard slant, like go to that guy, get him going, and get the offensive move moving forward. So I am hopeful for that. A lot of the under, yeah. like a, a lot of the under stuff to, to develop in his game. Yeah, I think Moore can be a yak monster, right? I, if if you give him the right opportunities, I think he can be a, a you know yards after the catch guy. But right, you got to get him in this situation. So right, you you don't have to put the ball. You can put the ball forty yards downfield to him, but you don't have to do that for him to make twenty yards on a play, right? So so yeah, hopefully we'll see that. All right, Travis, as we look to the future, the remainder of the season, what do you want to see? Kind of as we go from here, what? What are you looking forward to or hoping that we can get from this team in the in the weeks ahead? Well, kind of kind of to what you guys were saying, like I want to see Elijah Moore in the slot. I mean, they've been lining him up on the mm-hmm. outside and he's, you know, Wilson's like second or third progression. So, you know, you got a young quarterback who's probably not making it to his third progression half the time. So you've got Elijah Moore, you know, actually playing. He's actually played a decent amount of snaps, but he's and he's getting open, but it's just, you know, it's not mm-hmm. it's not in the cards. Uh you know, the ball's not going to him. So I think if he was in the slot, you know, to, to what you guys are, are talking about, you know, he can, he can get those yards after the catch. You know, he, he's very sure-handed and he seemed to have a great rapport in the preseason with, uh, with Wilson. So I, I really think if they start shifting him more into the slot, that would be helpful. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're right. Just let me underscore that. So slot snaps, he's only had 24 slot snaps. Now, you know, of course it's hard to hold times where he wasn't even on the field against him. But, you know, uh, you know, he, he has a snap share where he's about ranking about 65th, 66% of all snaps. Um, so he's like ranking 65th for snaps. But then in the slot, you know, he's only taking 24 snaps there, uh, you know, so which is about 100th in the NFL. So so the point being, to your point, they are putting him there, but, you know, only on a handful of plays a game. Um, and so, right. Yeah, let's put him in there more now. It's, I don't think he played much in the slot in college. I think he played on the outside more. I can't remember. I have to go look. But, um, but so it, it might not be a natural spot for him, but I agree with you 100%. Like if, I'm, if I have the choice to put Jamison Crowder in the slot, Travis, or, <laughs> or, or Elijah Moore, I'm putting Elijah Moore in the slot. Like I'm going to put 100%. that guy in the slot. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. So, anyway, so so what else do you want to see? Uh, so, that um, I, I really want to see just how they're going to shore up the safety position. And, mm-hmm. you know, wh- what's going to happen when uh, uh, Jared Davis comes back to the linebacking court? Because mm-hmm. I, I think, you know, Quincy Williams has played really, really well. And how he translates into this defense moving forward, you know, with, with Davis coming back. Um, you know, I, I think that there's – there's a lot of question marks, you know, it's, it's kind of like what I was talking about with the offensive line. We're starting to get players back that were injured early in the season. And, you know, maybe that is going to allow Salah and LaFleur to kind of 
play the 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 the, the style of game that they had planned on. Um, but I'm seeing players excel within the the roles that they've that they've been you know that they've kind of taken over. So I'm, I'm interested to see how that's going to play out. Um, from a depth perspective, and then also how players shuffle, especially, you know, between that linebacking core and the safety spot, because you know we've we've kind of we've kind of had to lean on people that are somewhat you know hybrid safety linebackers um, most of the year, uh, with with May being out and uh, losing uh, crap. I can't even remember who our other safety. Uh, it's not McDougal because he was there last year. Um, Ashton Davis. Yeah, Ashton who? Davis. Ashton? No, no, no. Sorry, no, the other guy that's hurt. Um, I, Davis is, Davis came back too, but uh, we lost him for the year, like in preseason or game one. I can't remember yeah, game one. Now I gotta go look it up. Um, Crap. Uh, but but I, with with our starting safeties both out, you know, and and having to rely on these linebackers, how that factors in with linebackers that have been hurt coming back in, like Davis. Mm-hmm. Let me let me ask you a question. Uh, related to safety play as we as we try to figure out this mystery safety right now LaMarcus Joyner LaMarcus Joyner thank you there you go Jackie Joyner Kersey he's no scrub Uh, I should know that but that's right um right now right now this very moment the Seahawks call and say listen we know you need help at safety what would you give us (laughs) for Mr. I'm the best in the nation Mr. Blitz boy himself, Jamal Adams. Would we go higher than a third round pick? Would you go higher than a third round pick for him right now? Absolutely not. No. Uh, Yeah. Crazy. I I would give, I would give, I would give them a fourth round pick. I would say, I'll give you two fourths. That's the best. I'll I'll give you the Herndon. I would, I would go with, I would go a fifth, a case of Coke zero and, and cash considerations equaling a, (laughs) a 1980s mint inbox He-Man figure. Right. (laughs) Fair. Are we talking Skeletor or, or like? No, no, actually, he man. Like, I feel like that that oh, go for oh, like maybe okay. like twelve hundred bucks. I'd go. Sh- I'd go Shira. I don't know that I'm going He Man. I, I <laughs> you know, see, He Man was never really my favorite. Like, I mean, he just always like I don't know. He's like Superman. He's just boring to me. So I, I would get rid of him. Yeah, I'd get rid of him. Uh, I, yeah, I, I might. Tra- I, I might trade a pair, like three pairs of Jordan mids for him. It's just, it's, I think it, to your point, Josh, I think it speaks to what the true value of a safety is, right? Yeah. And, and it's just amazing to me that in this league, there's always a sucker, right? There's always someone who will take that action. And, you know, the, the Seahawks really believed they were one linebacker who plays safety away from you know, championship glory and, and they were willing to give up two future first round picks when, Oh, by the way, your star quarterback is, you know, cresting 30 now past 30, uh, you know, and it's like, you are just wasting time. You're just wasting time um, uh, when you could be adding to, you know, to the, the talent level on this team, you know, getting offensive linemen, you know, getting impact players, you know, getting cornerbacks and whatever, they could have been doing, but no, I mean, that position is a sieve of value. It's just not worth ever investing into, right? And we're seeing it again with Marcus May. I, I hope the Jets don't don't make that mistake. So, Agreed. so yeah, you know, we <laughs> congrats on us. We got one over. And and that actually leads me to kind of where I want to end the show, which is we are so whereas last year we were cheering 
for the misfortune of our own team, you know, to, to free ourselves of Adam Gase and to secure a higher and higher draft pick. Um, we're now in a situation where we kind of are semi cheering for the misfortune of two teams. We have, mm-hmm. we have the Carolina Panthers because of the Sam Darnold trade and we have the Jamal, the remaining Jamal Adams picks. So like guys, when you think about this team and you know, what's possible going into next season, I don't know. Like I, I just to, just to say, so I watched the Seattle Pittsburgh game last night and I was actively, I hate the Steelers yet. I was cheering for them because I wanted to see them. I wanted to see the, the Seahawks lose a game and, and, you know, and Gino, Gino Smith and Jamal Adams were uh, instrumental in that, in that game turning into a loss. So I, I don't know. Heroes. Heroes. Yeah. They're heroes for us <laughs> at this point, right? So, yeah. So how do you think about, how do you think about these situations when you look at other teams? I mean, do you just straight up cure against them or how do you, how do you treat them? Oh yeah. Oh, uh, I, yes. Yes. To all the above. I have no qualms about rooting against most other NFL teams. There's very few that I feel like I wouldn't do that for. So obviously um, I, I like Sam. I think he's a decent guy. I wish him well in his career and I hope the Panthers don't win another game. Um, and at the same time, um, I want Jamal just to eat the crow that he's been, he's been so happy to say that he doesn't deserve. I'm trying to think that I'm like, it's one of those Michael Scott sentences that you start and you're not sure where it's going. Uh, <laughs> I don't know where it's going. <laughs> the, I, 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 I want, I, I don't, I don't really actually have anything ill against the Seahawks, except I want the better draft pick. I want that to be a top five pick. And so the more Geno starts again, like, you know, well, well beloved around the league, like well-respected guy who was fought back to make it to an NFL roster, like good on him. Um, but a Geno Smith, Jamal Adams led Seahawks team that loses lots of games is also just better for the Jets. And so I am switching um, in years past, man, I really want the Jets. I want, I want Zach to come back and, you know, fire off a win, win, win four out of six type type game streak. And let's see if we got something here. Um, And at the same time, want the better draft pick from the Seahawks um, and want to get the most value out of Sam Darnold. We want him to start as many games as we can for the Panthers. So, um, you know, I, I it's it's year to year boys like we are a year to year team uh we are year to year fans there are years where I want them to do poorly like the previous three and then now there are years the next two or three where I want them to do very well and develop a really great roster with the best possible assets they can yeah so the Jets uh as currently listed by ESPN today on Monday um the Seattle would be the 14th pick of the first round of the NFL draft. The Jets are tracking for the third pick. Third, um, yeah. So yeah, the third. So they would have the third and the 14th if the season ended today. Uh, and then Oh, Carolina, I thought that was projection because I read something that was like the, the Jets and the Eagles. It's currently half of the top 10. Yeah. The Eagles have three currently have three top ten picks, the and Jets we have two. two top ten picks. Yeah, because the, the as of right now, the Seahawks would be tenth, and we would be right. fifth. So yeah, between okay. the Eagles and Jets, that's half of the and, top ten picks. And oh. and let's be real, like there's going to be a quarterback wanton team going into the draft next year. That if we end up with a third or fifth pick, like that could be another first rounder and a second rounder in the future. So I'm I'm not opposed to to JD wheeling and dealing with whatever our pick might end up being um, i'm not I don't taking know that the, any chances on not getting linda bump that dude oh, is going to be an amazing center 
I so, totally agree so with you. You so you're saying you would take that guy in the top five. You would take a center in the top five. Is that what you're telling have me? Have you met me? Yes, I have <laughs> met you. Yeah, I don't even know why I asked that question. I would take All a right. center as, as a first pick in the draft. Sure. I would. I guess what I was asking it was a rhetorical device, and that was meant <laughs> to say I would not take a center with top five pick. But I will, I will trust you that you think that guy's worth it. All right. Um, but yes, totally I, worth it. So Carolina Panthers are currently three and two. Well, excuse me, uh, three and three now. Um, they will. Uh, now, they will. The Sam Darnold compensation that's not tied to record. That's tied to him playing. No. Is that correct? No, that's. Um, shoot. I, I think it was the number of games started and snap percentages, things like that. Oh boy. Yeah. I'm, I'm digging way down into the Wikipedia hole. So yeah, I don't know. It could be worth, let's just say it could be worth up to a second and a fourth rounder, I think this year. Yeah. Is that, that seems, yeah. Cause they I got that sixth rounder right. in the prior year. Um, so anyway, but th- that, so we'll just say conditionally, they could get those. They're tracking for right about the middle of the first round currently. Uh, let's call it like, 15, 16. We'll see. I haven't seen the updated because the week's not officially over yet. So, um, so yeah, I mean, there are some teams we can be cheering, <laughs> cheering directly against. And, you know, it seems to be unwinding quickly for Sam Darnold. It's such a surprising thing that, you know what, like when you, when you rush for five touchdowns in four games, that that's like a statistical aberration and not the norm. I don't know if you guys, you know, would be surprised by that, but it's. It I think he would have been be setting case. some records if he ran for twenty-seven touchdowns. Right. I, think, yeah, I believe that's got to be some sort of record. right. Right. <laughs> when you're when you're rushing for more touchdowns than Josh Allen, it's a statistical aberration. So, uh, so anyway, so yeah, we. I mean, there are some good things ahead, and yeah, I'm very interested to see how this plays, and then obviously we'll see what the Jets do. I really hope they don't trade up anymore. Just as we kind of think about the upcoming offseason, I don't want them to trade up. I'd rather them be trading down getting more picks rather than, um, you know, consolidating to, you know, like they did with AVT, even though I know they wanted that guy. Yeah. And part of it, right. Like it has to be like the bills did once you realize, man, we actually have something in Josh Allen. What did they do? They just go all in. Like this is the Russ Wilson corollary from 10 years ago. Once they realize, man, Russ Wilson on a rookie contract is going to be the best asset we could possibly have. You just go all in, you build your defense, you build your, you build your offense, you you trade any of those future assets, all that stuff. And so if at the end of this year, let's say we win five games, go five and 12 or six and 11, whatever. um, And, and Joe Douglas and, and solid decide, man, we actually like, we've seen so much good things in him that if we gave him, um, a really true top number one receiver um, and spent draft capital to make sure that, you know, the offensive line in front of him is great. And we land a really great secondary option um, or a, another safety, or we have to trade up, like do those things. But the moment you like, there has to be the all in moment, like you have to. And I know that fan bases love all the assets and let's have all the things. Listen, don't be shocked if the Eagles start trading some of those assets if they really like what they have in Jalen Hurts. Like you have yeah. to do that if you want to be successful in the NFL. Well, fellas, I think that'll bit do it for us today. I'm I sound like I've been drinking. I've not been drinking. I'm not even drinking wine and I sound like I'm drinking. Um <laughs> Anyway, before you go, that, that, I, I really yeah. want a Reese piece. I really want a Reese cup. Like two things that Josh has said today. Please, do. I really, I really <laughs> want it. So before before the uh, before the podcast, we were just talking about random random crap. Uh, we were talking about a, a highlight reel that he found of Jamal Adams. I really want to take that highlight reel and put it to 
Vanessa Carlton's a thousand or whatever. Yeah, the making my way down. Yeah, yeah I really want to put those two together, and I think that would make a, a wonderful uh, chocolate peanut butter uh, kind of uh, you know wonderment. I think we, we find we find the the yeah, the Jamal Adams on the best in the nation, and then the VAR review with all of the bad in boneheaded plays he's had in Seattle just this season, <laughs> set it to Vanessa Carlton, put it on TikTok, we make millions. I think that's, oh, that's where we I go. Oh, 100%. I think it'd be amazing. Does anybody have a TikTok account? Nope. I I'm do sure. not. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think when it asks for your birthday and you got to start with 19, I think they, they uh, when it starts in the you know 1980s or 70s or yeah. 80s for us, uh, they, they automatically decline your membership into that opportunity. Yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure. Here, yeah. Here's my here's my TikTok story. Uh, I heard about it. This was years ago. I heard about it and I was like, oh, it's going crazy. Uh, I sat down. My wife was like, you know, washing the dishes, you know, whatever. Get it. We had had dinner. The kids were playing, whatever. Uh, and I was maybe they were up in bed already, whatever. I'm 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 like, this thing's stupid. And I open it up and I'm sitting there. And then the next thing I know, like I hear her like finish washing the dishes and cleaning up the kitchen, everything. And like, I look up at the clock and I'd been sitting there for an hour and I was like, I have to delete this, delete this app immediately. This is no good Amazing. for me. I need to get rid of this. It's, it's freaking, it's Vine. It's Vine all oh, over again. It is. So yeah, it's, it's scary. all it is. Yeah, it's all it is, but they just somehow feed you the most addictive content or whatever. All right, gentlemen, enough about TikTok. We, got, we need more Golden Girls talk next week. So we will not be talking about TikTok. We'll be talking about Golden Girls. We'll be talking about the Jets and their game that's upcoming against the New England Patriots. We're and you know see. damn well I'll be talking some crap about Greg GBR. <laughs> that's and right. We'll be talking about PBR, GBR, and uh, and the uh, the upcoming T-shirt. So, oh man, I, I could have... totally make a, I could totally make a PBR T-shirt with GBR. <laughs> I that's I would think can, that can would I ask too. how have you not made a Johnny Rotten Greg Van Roten? Oh my like, god, that's I mean, the play. Like, we, See, see, today's podcast was all about creation. We're just creating things. Yeah. Iterating. <laughs> this is iterating. There's no bad ideas, guys. There's no bad ideas. All right. Just bad, just bad people. It's workshop. Um, all right. But fans, you are good people, and we know you're going to go out there and like and review this podcast. So please do that. Thanks to Play Like a Jet. Thanks to Scott for all of his hard work. Gentlemen, I thank you for your time. We will see you next week after the Patriots. <laughs>